0: I just trust Ruja. If people ask me very technical questions, I go, I don't know. I just trust Dr. Ruja and she's never let me down. So.
1: That was Ed Ludbrook. He was the chief sales and marketing officer, chief leadership officer, and Asia ambassador for OneCoin. Now we don't know how much money he personally benefited, but it was probably quite large as he was an integral part of what may be the biggest ponzi in history that being one coin now if you've been listening last week i had interviewed bjorn bjerke who was also a whistleblower on the one ponzi and this week i'm very pleased to be welcoming tim curry also known as temptation who has tirelessly worked for years now to try and expose this ponzi as well as warn off people from investing or investing more and to help save themselves Tim was recently featured on the hit BBC podcast series, The Missing Crypto Queen, which follows the search for the infamous and now missing Dr. Ruja Ignatova. I'm very excited to be speaking to him today, and I think this is going to be a very informative and very detailed episode on the entirety of of his experience over the years revealing what might be the greatest ponzi in history before we get into the interview i was wondering if you could do me a favor please listen to my sponsor eToro which you can go to at digitalcrypto.com slash e-t-o-r-o and you will get 50 dollars for free to use to buy sell and trade bitcoin on eToro a trusted smart trading platform offering some of the most innovative trading tools in all of Bitcoin. If you also could go and leave a five-star and a written review on iTunes, that would help immensely. And also go to supportmypodcast.com and click on the listener-supporter button, and you will get exclusive discounts for free. There's no gimmicks, there's no tricks. So head on over to supportmypodcast.com. That's supportmypodcast.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, happy to be here. So, I'm, yeah, I'm also really happy to, you know, have you on. You know, The Missing Crypto Queen has kind of become a real, uh, well, probably not maybe to you, but, you know, to a lot of us, it was a, it was a very kind of, uh, you know, a surprise hit and, and a lot of us were not aware of everything that was going on and it was the number one podcast in the UK for a while and, you know, last week I interviewed Bjorn on this topic and... For you personally, though, how has your reaction, how has the reaction of other people been, you know, since this series has launched?
2: Well, you know, what we have been trying to do is raise attention and awareness for this, and we've been kind of struggling in an uphill battle for quite some time in order to uh, get the media to uh, really report this in a bigger manner. And so when BBC wanted to do something and... Uh, and all of us, because there's a, a number of us that are kind of working as a team internationally, uh, trying to raise awareness of this and, 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 you know, stop this fraud from happening because uh, it's, it's bad for, for crypto. Um, you know, no one had really before that uh, done such a piece on it with, with, with maybe one or two small exceptions. So, yeah, this, is, this pretty much accomplished what we wanted to do.
1: So, you know, the interview that I did with Bjorn, we went kind of over the basics of OneCoin. But, you know, just in case we have, you know, new listeners uh, who haven't listened to that episode or anything like that, um, I was wondering if you could actually give a brief overview of what OneCoin is and how it, you know, differs from the quote-unquote legitimate blockchain projects and, you know, in this space and how they're, you know, as well as harnessing this kind of very... Classic MLM pyramid technique kind of led to their great success. I mean, it is a success if you want to. Um, they accomplished what they wanted to do, probably much bigger than they than they ever thought. But you know how how um, how has it you know done all, done all that?
2: Yeah, great question. So, um, uh, OneCoin started in they started promoting it in September of 2014. So this is a long time. This is over five years ago now. And they were building it on the success of Bitcoin, but through a multi-level marketing type of model. And so what their model was within that model was to bring on uh, big influencers in the network marketing Uh, industry that could have the whereabouts to bring in big teams uh, and leaders and downlines in order to pitch them this snake oil. And so one thing that was a bit different from them is that they seemed to have really marketed it well and put money behind it in order to get it to where it was much much quicker. Um, so basically what their pitch was is that, you know, one coin is a centralized cryptocurrency that's going to beat, uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin price started at 10 cents is what they say. And then it went up to, Uh, you know, $1,200 is where it was, you know, before they, you know, September 2014 is when they started. So that was the example that they used and anyone who would have gotten involved in it would have, you know, become massively rich. And so we're creating uh, a cryptocurrency and through the avenue of multi-level marketing, we're gonna have more users and be bigger than Bitcoin ever was, and anyone who gets involved is gonna be uh, extremely wealthy. So that was kind of what what their pitch was and uh, how they modeled it. And a lot of their stories went into, you know, the, the pizza story uh, with what's his name, Lazaro, or um, whatnot, and that this guy that bought these pizzas for so much, and basically, Their pitches were everything that we've ever heard in cryptocurrency just completely recycled and tailored to promoting what has now become uh, over a $4 billion scam that has somehow swept underneath the notice of most of the cryptocurrency community and news uh, media.
1: And those of you who are you know, listening right now that are kind of unfamiliar with the tactics that are used in these scams. I think it's really, you know, this episode is going to be really important for you kind of going forward, regardless if you pay any more attention to one coin or not. And I think that's the real importance of, of what, you know, Tim has been doing as well. And, and what we're going to, you know, be talking about in this episode is like, it's, it's a really good way for, for people to go forward and kind of recognizing the ways that they do that. And he's been really great in providing me with a a great, you know, massive amount of clips and links to videos that he's compiled over the years. And we're gonna be playing portions of those throughout this interview. And I'll be posting all of these full length interviews, even the ones that that we aren't necessarily including in here as well um, in the show notes at didyouknowcrypto.com slash EP59. So just go there and you'll be able to find all of those. And this first clip will be to help illustrate how blatant this whole thing was. And this is, uh, I believe, Tom McMurray. Uh, I was actually wondering, Tim, if you could kind of uh, give a quick like, overview of who this guy was within, within OneCoin before we play it.
2: Sure. Did we open with uh, Ed Ledbrick and this is now Tom McMurray? Yes, sir. Okay, so Tom McMurrin has basically is a serial scammer. And I could say that, and I could say that on the air because he's a convicted Ponzi criminal who spent seven years in prison in the US for ripping people off. And what's very interesting about him and some of the types of promoters in this type of you know, nefarious business is that, uh, is that they completely go from scam to scam scam and attempt to well-position themselves at the top of the proverbial pyramid in order to build a massive downline underneath them and steal as much money as they possibly can. So the clip you're about to hear is Tom McMurrin, who has also supported uh, USI Tech, I believe, um, as well as uh, something called Stabian, as well as uh, several numerous other uh, other now collapsed Ponzi schemes. I think he was involved in Zeke Rewards, which was about an $800 million Ponzi scheme. And he's just, uh, uh, and he's American, by the way. Some of the people that we focus on in these uh, clips that you'll, that you'll hear are either, uh, yeah, are, are, are US citizens. And this guy is just one of, one of the worst, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Guess what, it gets better. It gets a lot better, in fact, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say I bring in Mary and I make 10% off of whatever Mary's paycheck is every month, every week. I'm sorry. Every week I get 10% a bonus on whatever Mary makes. Uh, Mary brings in Carlos. I make 10% on whatever Carlos's check is every single month. And I may not even know who Carlos is. I mean, every week. So every week Carlos gets paid. I get a 10% bonus off of his check and I get a 10% bonus off of Mary's check. Mary brings in, or I mean, Car, uh, uh, Carlos brings in Zane, okay? I get a 20% bonus off of whatever Zane makes. Now, do you think I even know who Zane is? I don't have a clue who Zane is. He's in Pakistan. I've never, I've never been to Pakistan, you know, but I'm making money off of Pakistan now. So I'm interested in working with Zane because I want to build out the Pakistan market because if Zane makes 35,000 euros per month, I make 7,000 euros per month just off of his check. My bonus off of Zane is 7000 That's twice as much as the average income of a U.S. citizen. No, I'm sorry. It's three times as much. Three times as much as the average U.S. citizen makes. I can make that in one bonus off of one person in Pakistan. Okay? Now, Zane, let's say Zane brings in Lori. Lori's in Oregon. Okay? I make 25% off of Lori and everything she does up in Oregon, but she doesn't know anybody in Oregon, so she starts recruiting in Mexico, okay? All the money that she earns from building in Mexico, make 25% off of whatever her check is. So if she makes uh, 20,000 for the month or 10,000 for the month, I make 2,500 euros as my bonus,
1: So, you know, that's just quite amazing, you know, uh, for, for the listeners it goes on further, like I said, I have the full videos will be in the show notes, but he just keeps on going and illustrating farther down. And they call this the downline in these MLM schemes. And that's just basically the, 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 the farther down the period pyramid that you go of, you know, the people you sign up, sign up other people, they, those people sign up other people and the farther down you go. um, And your, your profit just increases. And to me, like there's no other clip that I saw um, that I heard was, that was as blatant of a uh, just showing its pyramid nature. And when you mix in no real actual product promises a wealth with no realistic expectation of what they've promised to happen ever happening, you have just the perfect storm of a scam. Um, so, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about? you know tom and this whole downline thing that is going on in one coin as well as just you know how it works in, in general for many of these scams
2: yeah absolutely and i mean okay so bitcoin was pitched as uh the easy cryptocurrency it's it's just easier and you know bitcoin is for nerds we've made it Easy for you. We've made it, you know, all you have to do to mine coins is push one button. These other, you know, you want to mine Bitcoin, you got to buy all these, you know, com- these uh, uh, hardwares and you got to have a, uh, a warehouse and, you know, it creates all this heat and costs all this electricity. When you sign up for us, we have one click mining. So we give you an edu- education package and with that education package comes, um, comes uh, free tokens and then you just simply submit those free tokens into mining and then those mining tokens become a uh, cryptocurrency called OneCoin. So in uh, in illustrating just that alone, what we see is that this is really just a straight exchange because they have invented these things called like a split barometer and a difficulty barometer and things like this in order to kind of make the quote unquote mining aspect of the scheme uh seem more legitimate but if the difficulty is what it started out with it was was four that was a different that meant four tokens would equal one one coin and you know now it's like 150 uh difficulty or whatever it is. And so 150 tokens now equals one 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 coin. I said, did I say Bitcoin earlier? Four tokens equals one one coin when it started. Uh, maybe 150 or whatever it is uh, equals one one coin now. Now what this is, is it's a direct exchange. Four tokens, four one coins. But of course this isn't a cryptocurrency and this isn't how mining works. So what's really happening on the back end, and something that uh, the critics knew, you know, realized very early, is that these are just points on an Excel spreadsheet, essentially, and they're just being transferred and moved between columns and rows, and uh, and that's really uh, the whole thing in its most simplistic form. You know, with with what we just heard from Tom McMurran, he's like. Oh, and then I bring on Zane and then um, there's Kel- Kelly or Michelle or you know this and that, and then she sells it to so and so, and he sells, and it's like, okay, man, this is already getting way more complicated than Bitcoin, okay? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, when I first when I first heard about one Point, it was uh, following. It was in 2015 in late March, and this was uh, right after. PayCoin had gone to the market, right? And PayCoin was Josh uh, Homero Garza's uh, Ponzi scheme, which, uh, but it was a real cryptocurrency, but it, you know, said that it had all these, you know, relationships with Visa and MasterCard and uh, and that they had a, agreements with, you know, Kmart and uh, Target or Amazon and whatever, all this stuff, right? And one thing that PayCoin had also promised was that when we go public, we're gonna have a $20 floor. Uh, $20 floor meaning that uh, the company would ensure that the coins would be worth at least $20. Now, what we know about free market economics is that the value of anything is only based on what someone is willing to pay for it and someone else is willing to sell it for Um, And there's a balance there. So when Paycoin went, to, uh, went on to an exchange, uh, the price immediately started dropping and there was no valid internal price because on an open market, it's 100% supply and demand. Um, so that's how Paycoin started collapsing. And I've been in, in, interested in maybe three uh, big scams that really captivated me over, uh, you know, over the last decade or two. And, you know, even before cryptocurrency, one was the OJ Simpson trial. Uh, two was the Casey Anthony trial. Casey Anthony killed her, uh, little daughter and, you know, said that basically said that she didn't and she was just a really ridiculous person but the trial was absolutely captivating then when i got into crypto i really started following the pay coin scandal and you know trying to to figure out whether this homero garza guy was going to pull this thing off or not because in his case i think garza may even even not had necessarily ill intentions but i think that in his case, it was a cryptocurrency that turned into a Ponzi scheme. And, uh, you know, just a lot of basically bullshit promises and things that that no one could ever, uh, you know, guarantee. And so when OneCoin came out, when someone on Facebook uh, hit me up and said, hey, I noticed you're into cryptocurrency, I think you should check out uh, this new cryptocurrency um, out of Europe that uh, has a lot of potential and it's going to be the next you know big thing. And I was like, sure, I'll be happy to check it out. So the guy sent me, his name was Jason Richard Mangan. He was one of the early uh, promoters in the USA. And at this point, OneCoin had been in operation for about six months, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, about seven months. And so he sends me a link to OneCoin.eu. I go check it out. And literally within about three minutes, I was sure it was a scam. Um, which brings up an interesting point: how do you how do you identify scams, right? Well, in OneCoin's case, this was a poorly created website that was wrought with grammar and and some spelling errors, and it was also definitely not written by someone who had an inkling about what cryptocurrency was or how it operates or anything like this. And it was really just a page of hype that had been put together saying, we're going to be the next Bitcoin. And, um, you know, one coin is a, is going to be a borderless payment system and get on board. Now don't miss out Bitcoin, you know, skyrocketed over the last, you know, six years, uh, five years at the time, whatever it was. And, um, you know, it gave examples and it was completely just riding on the coattails of Bitcoin. And so I looked around to see if there was information regarding who was, you know, running it or who the team was and just common stuff that you would look for. And there really was nothing. And um, so initially OneCoin's website didn't even have Dr. Ruja on it. Uh, It was just a pretty generic website, which was Rather soon thereafter, uh, built out to in, in, include, uh, you know, images of, of of her dressed, you know, in big doll dresses on large stages in front of uh, thousands of people, and you know, so um, within about three minutes, like I said, I got back to this Jason guy. I'm like, hey, bro, you know what? This is a scam, man. You just you pull your money out if you can. Not a scam. This is this is the real thing. This is this is gonna be revolutionary and stuff. I'm all no, 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 it's 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 not, dude. This is totally a scam. I've been into crypto for you know two years at this point, and I've they insisted. And so he sends me this link. I'm all I'm all, you know, how's this mining supposed to work? He's all dude, this is what makes it so great. He's all Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies, you have to have this computer equipment is just click a button and boom, you're done. And then you just gotta wait for the coins to be mined. And while that doesn't sound right at all, um, so how, how does that work? He's all, I'm gonna send you a video. Then you you're, oh, okay, cool. So he sends me this video, it's like 49 minutes long, right? And uh, it's titled, uh, Ruja Ignatova explains one coin mining. And so I'm listening to it and it's about, you know, 10 minutes in at this point. And I'm just listening. And I'm hearing all this hype and all this, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to be on the exchange. And even, you know, we're the third largest cryptocurrency right now is what she was saying in the video. I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, wh- where does this information come from? Right. And so um, I finally finished the video and realized that the video that was about one coin mining explained, it was like Rujetova, one coin mining explained, didn't have anything, anything at all about mining. So so I I'm like, yeah, bro, this is this is definitely definitely a scam. And 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 I pretty much forgot about it for a while after that. For not for a while, but for a for a little while until I started seeing, you know, more and more mentions and comments and posts about it popping up on, uh, you know, on Facebook, and uh,
1: that's that's how it all started. Well, that kind of reminds me of, gosh, what was that about a year ago? I can't remember the exact name of it, and it wasn't, you know, uh, I wouldn't call it a scam. It was just, it was very weird uh it was i don't remember. you probably saw this popping up on facebook there was that the the paypal guys yeah yeah I, they IQ wanted your like
2: email you. address yeah, they wanted your email address and then everybody gets a certain amount of this cryptocurrency and then they just disappeared
1: right yeah it was very weird it just felt like they were just trying to get links to people who were email addresses to get a compile email list of people who were probably more likely to fall for some sort of scam at some later point i imagine they probably just disappeared and sold that off because i have not seen one thing about it in over a year
2: right totally and the way i know exactly what it what it what it was i'm going to try to look it up real quick but it basically presented itself at the scale of what say a libra would do and it really had that level of marketing, Libra being, uh, you know, the, the coin that, that Facebook is working on. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's, everybody gets it that gets in early gets a, a little bit for free. And so people would give their email addresses and then supposedly await, you know, until this certain launch date. And then, you know, basically there'd be the big the world's largest airdrop. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, What that was, in retrospect, because, again, it just disappeared after maybe three or four months or so of promotion, that was just a big identity theft, uh, you know, (laughs) type of marketing device. And uh, I don't, you know, I I didn't fill out my email address or anything like that. And I, you know, I advised anyone who was going to, to use a a throwaway, a burner, you know, email, uh, if they wanted to just see what would happen, because it was kind of interesting just the the amount of money or effort that they've put into it but um but yeah now they have you know probably 50 100 million email addresses initiative q yeah 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 initiative q
1: yeah it it was it, it was just it was very weird to me and i just i i just found their website so i remember when i first looked at it it was like you were gonna get like eighty thousand dollars worth, and now it's down to like sixteen. But you had to like get invited, and then invite. You get bonuses for inviting more friends. It just, I, I mean, I get that you can use that as a as a you know a marketing tool. I mean, if outside of cryptocurrency, I mean, people kind of do it all the time. But it just reeks of, I I don't know, just. It just reeks of you know to me just feeling pretty yucky uh, when when you're dealing with with anything that that uh, does that. But I would imagine that I, I don't know. I, there hasn't been. I was looking at it when I looked it up. It was all October thirtieth, November uh, twenty eighteen, and there hasn't been anything that I've seen. No, I, I, you know I'm not seeing any updates. Um, you know this is our. They they have a basic roadmap of. Not, not even really. I mean, it's just it's very generic. Of you know, step one, sign up. Step seven, we're gonna be, um, you know, the the world's biggest cryptocurrency. Which you know that that makes sense.
2: Right, right, right. And so it 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 did make weird sense in a way. In that what they were trying to do is is make a very very large footprint, or at least in in theory, they were trying to uh, they were pitching that they were going to make this massive footprint by giving away, you know, a little bit to everybody, and then because everyone had some, everyone would want to move some around or, you know, whatever they were going to create after that or whatever, but, um, and, it, and it did have that kind of exclusive invite, you know, invite-only type of thing, and then if you, you know, if you did invite, uh, you know, uh, additional people, then you would qualify for additional, you know, airdrop uh, coins or whatever. And even in OneCoin, in the in the early stage, that's kind of how they pitched it, that this is an exclusive deal. You know, you're really lucky that I'm talking to you about it right now because, you know, we're putting together the best team and the best people around the world. And, and in fact, they were. They were putting together the best criminals around the world, <laughs> the best scammers, the best, you know, serial scammers that were in the industry. And they recruited from... Uh, some of the top, you know, earning uh, companies in network marketing. And by the way, I never before uh, OneCoin had I been interested in or studied or well-versed really in uh, network marketing or multi-level marketing. Um, You know, I mean, I have nothing personally against multi-level marketing. It's not something that I could do. Or participate in because the statistical facts are that at least 98% of people that are involved in it never even break even, and a tiny fraction of 1% uh, just make it ripping rich if it's a you know a, a widely distributed product or theory, and that's really what OneCoin was, is that. They came in just at the right time. And just prior to OneCoin had been a few little MLM crypto exper- experiments. And when I say crypto experiments, I don't mean real cryptocurrency experiments, by the way. I'm talking about uh OneCoin was like the 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 big of the first, the biggest of the first generation of MLM cryptocurrency. So, directly before it was a uh, was a company called Big Coin that uh, Ruja Ignatova, who was, who was the founder and CEO of uh, OneCoin, was involved in with her co-founder uh, and quote unquote master distributors. So these these MLM cryptos have these master distributors. I, I haven't really heard too much of master distributors in uh, in the in the uh, in the real crypto space, but anyhow. Um, so those were the two basic founders, but they also at that time, in late 2014, had someone else that was involved in one coin named Nigel Allen. And Nigel Allen had done a few uh, MLM crypto scams, one called Nano, one called Crypto 888, uh, which was big in Asia. And and by the way, there's a lot of symbolism that is used in uh in these big scams marketing 888 is a lucky number in china for instance so when you know if you go to macau and you you know check go to the casinos and stuff like that a lot of the casinos are going to have the 888 number you know and and lottery tickets or whatever are going to have 888 888 is, is just like lucky it means hey you're lucky it's like rubbing you know buddha's belly or whatever in some cultures and um So these uh, first iterations of MLM uh, crypto scams were trying to figure out how to get it right. And Nigel Allen was actually the first president of OneCoin. And I think that Ruja and Sebastian kind of got... For one, Nigel had a had a really, really bad uh, past. I mean, he was, you know, for the last decade or more, he had just been involved in in so many scams that he had a bad name, a bad reputation. And if one coin was going to take off, then they needed to get rid of him. He did He did a, a project called Brilliant Carbon, which was selling fake carbon credits. To uh, to to their investors, you know, and all these things collapsed, and the only ones that made any money were the people on the top, and that's just you know how it was. It was the the get rich quick schemes definitely worked, but only for the for the top, you know, point zero zero one percent or whatever. So that's you know how these how these were modeled, and and when OneCoin came out, it was just a little bit before like the ICO craze, for instance. Like they started maybe almost about a year uh, before we even really started hearing much about ICOs and before it started being common. So there's media that is covering Bitcoin, that's covering the wild fluctuations of Bitcoin and then you know Ethereum. And then you know, you're hearing a little bit more about crypto and the word blockchain is starting to come around and stuff like this. And man, these people just absolutely took advantage of it. Adopted it and slapped a sticker on a empty can of beans and said that hey this is you know this is this is what we're uh, this is what we're doing and it's going to be the, the biggest cryptocurrency in the world.
1: And yeah, it, you know it's well actually no I'll, I'll I'll ask you that a little bit later on. Um, we did actually have another clip and and this is going to be a collection of people involved in OneCoin. It runs for a couple of minutes, but I think it's really helpful to kind of illustrate for the listeners who may have never heard um, these kind of pitches before, and specifically the ones with OneCoin, of the outlandish claims, the the promises, these massive promises made to people. And these are very vulnerable people that they target. You know, they have dreams of of bettering their life. These are often not people that have... Uh, massive amounts of money or I should say when they they targeted the western uh, world first and then uh now the third world. Right. So so
2: a lot of these the a lot of the strategy of these schemes is to get in and get out of where the good money is. But where the good money is in the US and you know uh maybe even Canada and uh and the UK and you know certain certain countries but where the, where the good money is, is also where the stronger regulations are. And so they knew that they can operate here only for a limited period of time before they're going to start raising eyebrows and suspicions. And if they were going to make this a global scam, then they don't want to start popping up like a, like a poor thumb in uh, these type of areas. They came in specifically just to heist in the US, for instance. So they came in just like it was a diamond robbery. They went in, they smashed the shelves, they grabbed as much as they could, and they ran out. And then they started going to other countries.
1: And these folks, just to give you the order for, for people to kind of give a little context, uh, the first one's going to be a guy named Dennis Murdoch, which I did a little bit of stalking on his LinkedIn. And, and he's just a, a wonderful character. He called himself, I believe, Mr. It was 84,000 ROI or something like that.
2: Oh, no, we call him Mr. 84,000 oh, why? Okay. because, yeah, because he on one of his websites uh, promised a, a no risk investment in one, co- uh, an 84,000% return on investment in one coin uh, risk, by the way. <laughs> so, you know, and here's the thing, though, look, cryptocurrency is so crazy that everything that, that these guys were marketing as this new product, it actually happened in Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. they were, <laughs> so they're like, damn, that was crazy. We're going to just say that we're going to do the same thing. But even if we have nothing, people, you know, are going to hear the news. We'll, we'll flood them with a little bit of information about the 10,000 Bitcoin pizza. And, you know, if you have those 10,000 Bitcoins right now, what is that? A billion dollars or whatever, you know, a million, however many millions of dollars. And so, you know, these were all true stories. And so they took facts they manipulated the facts and pitched them that you know we're experts in cryptocurrency dr Ruja who has this 200 plus iq you know is an extra an expert in cryptocurrency she's consulted cryptocurrency firms and by the way these this is all bullshit of course and so as soon as they would say something like that then you know, we would jump in, you know, critics would jump in, and there, was, there wasn't a lot of us, but there was a few of us, and we would jump in and go, look, that's bullshit, and I'll, I'll get into a little bit more of that uh, later, but yeah, the, the Dennis Murdoch clip, this is after, uh, you know, this is probably in 2017 when uh, when Dennis Murdoch is, or 2018 actually, when Dennis Murdoch uh, makes this claim, so this is four years into this, and yeah, uh, Tom McMurrin,
1: yep, Oh no no continue I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, so I was gonna say then we're gonna hear from Tom McMurran, uh, giving these analogies of of how rich you're gonna be and why you need to get in now. It's the whole FOMO thing, right? And uh, and then we're gonna then we're gonna hear from uh, from another promoter that basically you know promises everyone that they're gonna get rich. You need to come in at these minimums, and it's just this is this is what people were sold on. And people only had a, heard a little bit about Bitcoin. And everything they heard about it was people got rich. That's what stuck with them. And so that's what they wanted. So this is what, this is what you're gonna hear about in these clips.
3: You probably all know that one coin is the biggest in the world. It happens to be, we have, there are more members using one coin than any other single coin in the world it has the highest market cap, which means that if you take the number of coins in circulation times the price, that equals the market cap. I believe number two behind one coin is a company, a little company called Apple. Anybody have heard of Apple? (laughs) Um, Microsoft is there, Google is there, there are some big companies, but Um, One coin is number one, fastest growing company in world history, and uh, so it's no wonder that when you are number one, you
0: have. And so each one of these actually is a lot more valuable than what you're actually paying for. I like to tell people you're you're basically getting ten dollar you're getting hundred dollar bills for ten dollars.
4: Hi, everybody, Mom Ismail here driving with my Mercedes. Thank you to OneCoin, thank you to Dr. Ruja for this amazing opportunity. Um, now, I want you to take these two messages from me. Number one is go and contact again your people the people that you introduce one point and tell them that look one year ago i gave them prese- i gave you guys presentation maybe you didn't take it serious maybe you thought it's a scam well it's not a scam it's doing very well number 2 is that check at your team and if your members in your team have uh, less than 3000 coins make them call them and tell them to have at least three thousand coins you know some of you guys are sitting with starter and trader and pro trader which will give you 30 coins 60 coins for the future is not enough you need more than that at least minimum i want my team of one thousand nine hundred twenty eight people each of them minimum to have at least three thousand coins you know what will happen all of you guys will become very rich in the future And you will thank Dr. Rudra and OneCoin.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, just the first clip there with uh, Dennis was just ridiculous. I mean, market cap itself is kind of a disputed um, metric to measure, you know, just just because there's some, some issues. But we don't have to get into that. But to claim that OneCoin is the biggest because they take the price that they set themselves... Because they one coin determines the value um, of that coin uh, of their own coin, which you know there's no dis- there's no incentive there to 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 be outlandish about it, and then multiply it by their quote unquote circulate or uh, a total supply which doesn't even really exist, which we kind of talked about in uh, the episode Beyond because they didn't really have a blockchain at all; it was just entries in their own Excel spreadsheet, basically. Um, is is absolutely ridiculous
2: yeah absolutely and and basically though for anyone who's not familiar with what a market capitalization is is that's based on the trading uh and the last price uh multiplied by the number of coins in circulation um so for instance uh if bitcoin has 18 million uh uh if bitcoin has 18 million Uh, you know, coins that have been mined and it has a market price of let's just say $10,000 to make it uh, simple, then you got a $180 million market cap, right? And so when they use words like market capitalization, you know, that the whole we're bigger than Apple thing. I mean, most people would instantly know that that's not true. And I mean, this is a company that literally has no product is creating these coins, by the way, at a rate of, 50, and they're fake coins obviously, but they say that they're creating them at a rate of 50,000 coins a minute. And people are like, we're, we're gonna be bigger than Bitcoin because we're creating coins at a rate of 50,000 coins a minute. Bitcoin can only do, uh, <laughs> 12, and a, 12 and a half coins every 10 minutes you know and so these are people that simply do not understand economics typically they definitely have they, anyone that knew anything about cryptocurrency would certainly instantly know that this again there's just so many things that are built up that you're Indoctrinated with literally on a daily basis in many cases because there's WhatsApp groups that are one coin. Um, you are entered into. Jen, Mc, Jen McAdam was telling the story. You're, you're enter, entered into uh, these WhatsApp groups and these uh, different social media groups, and that's where you get all your information. It's all the inside information that's coming from corporate and coming from your team leaders and stuff like this, and. You know the 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 image of the company is about this great woman that's always dressed nice, that's a double PhD, has a two hundred plus IQ, is a part a a partner at McKinsey, which is a which is a massive firm. Um, You know, and there's there's all this stuff. Two times uh, two time uh, businesswoman of the year in Bulgaria, and we're going to find out that all of the things that that this company was built on were. Truths, half truths, and lies. And a com and a and a wicked combination of, of all of those, right? And so market capitalization, the market capitalization since the beginning of one coin has been completely undetermined. It's never traded publicly. So even a bigger market capitalization than Bitcoin. And before that, you know, we're number three. Like what do you base your number three on? And so these are just lies that they'll use terms that are not necessarily familiar with the general public, uh, like users. We have more users than Bitcoin. Well, you, what does is, what is users mean? You can't use this coin. You cannot transfer it from one person to another. There's no wallet. How How the heck, you know, even to this day, the transfers of these one coin tokens, which, as Bjorn uh, uh, mentioned, are from an SQL server, these are essentially moving from uh, columns and rows in uh, in a in, in an Excel-like spreadsheet, and just they're just giving different different credits, moving it from from one location to the other. It's not cryptocurrency, and so when they say users, no. There's, you don't have users if you can't use the coin. Users, the, the, the people that have uh, purchased these packages have these Ponzi points, and with those Ponzi points in their back office, if they log into the computer, they can move them only to their upline or only to their downline. Yet for the last five years, uh, since the time that I saw this, uh, the, the website back in 2015, uh, they were saying, you know, hey, this is a the borderless payments, and we're going to bank the unbanked and all this all this other sort of stuff. Um, Dennis Murdoch, in his uh, presentations, said that, you know what, when you're number one, you're going to have enemies. Well, why is that? I mean, I really don't hear a lot of people that are, you know, say, Apple computers, or haters of Dell, or haters of Amazon, or haters of Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know, there's, there's, not, <laughs> there's not a lot of haters of real companies. But what these types of schemes use is something that we call the Ponzi playbook. And the Ponzi playbook is just like a playbook for, you know, uh, how you play a board game, or how you might play or uh, you know, strategize a, a sport, a football game, a baseball game, or whatever. In the Ponzi playbook, anyone who disagrees with you, any dissenter, is a hater. Anyone who uh, has written any article about you is a paid blogger. Uh, they're capitalizing on your success and using your name in order to uh, earn a few pennies per click Uh, from their advertisers on their own blog, for instance. And regardless of whether, you know, a major newspaper, for instance, did an article uh, on OneCoin or not, most of these people would say, oh, they're just paid haters. And it's like, at some point, you can't pay that many people. And who's paying and why? So that's been just one of the, the silliest arguments and something that anyone who has ever dissented to one coin uh, has been uh, accused of as being a paid hater. And, um, and, and it's just really funny because if, you know, if, if I'm a paid hater, then someone forgot to send a check five, five years ago, you know, um, if, if someone is uh, being paid, who is going to pay them and for what to speak, you know, to, to literally share documented Uh, evidence, hyperlinks, stories, articles about arrests, government warnings, bank seizures, etc. on this company. I mean, early on, most people that would uh, notice a scam like this and start fighting a scam like this would be like, hey, it's a scam. Didn't you hear about such and such? Or didn't you hear about the arrests in China? Or, you know, 100 people got arrested in China or uh, whatever the case. And very, very early on, uh, you realize that no matter what you say, the people are going to call you names like that, say that you're lying, call you a jealous Bitcoiner, uh, things like this. So what we started doing is we began uh, anything that we would claim, uh, such as 119 arrests in China with 98 prosecuted and uh, 33 in prison, we would always provide links and sources. And in that respect, anything that we would publish, we would be able to back up from a reliable source. Yet, even after five years, after volumes, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of posts and comments, you know, across social media, trying to open these people's eyes, even showing the articles from the Atlantic calling, OneCoin a Ponzi, scheme. even showing, uh, you know, articles from, from, you know, it didn't matter what the source was. This, these are just lies. And then the lies became bigger. It was that uh, the United States and the Federal Reserve is scared of us because they know that cryptocurrency is the future and they know that OneCoin has the best system and that uh, that's a threat to the US dollar. So, as preposterous as you could possibly imagine, something getting out of control, it did. It would be like if you put uh, an entire, uh, you know, a bucket of soap in your washing machine and just turn it on. I mean, it's gonna just—it's gonna go throughout your house, and and, and this is and it, be super ridiculous. And this is. The level of ridiculousness that uh, that these people and followers have been indoctrinated into.
1: And I, I, you know, just to you know make it a little bit more clear as well, it it wasn't just these resellers uh, that were making these claims. I mean, you know, maybe you could chalk up a little bit of. You know, some people may say, well, these guys are you know, incentivized and maybe they're making these claims, you know, on their own or something like that. But you actually sent me some text from OneCoin's own website in 2015 that I'll read here real quick. And, and I quote, "One co- OneCoin provides a once in a lifetime opportunity, revolutionizing the business world of today's digital economy, unquote. And they kind of go on here at this point, to talk about Bitcoin's history once again, value increase in Bitcoin. Um and then they, they continue with, and I quote, the opportunity is now open for you to be a part of the next big winner in digital currency, OneCoin. OneCoin has the ambition to become the next big cryptocurrency as it uses the latest technology, provides long-term value to investors, and has a well-thought-through concept. Uh, this opportunity is only available through a strict buy invitation basis, providing you the knowledge you need to succeed in the world of cryptocurrency. And so you know the SEC has actually come down on various uh, ICOs in the last year or so for being unregistered securities because they just inferred a promise of future value. I mean this is a not you know, this is an inferring. this is a, a pure promise of future value. And to to go back a little bit um, to the part that I did skip over, but we heard in the uh, presentations and, and and the clips as well, Uh, and you've also talked about uh, that they constantly mention this, is they always talk about Bitcoin. Um, They reference it constantly, which is smart. They're invoking the legitimacy that Bitcoin has earned. They scratched, they fought for it for over a decade of bootstrapping. Um, And and by attaching themselves to a known quantity, they kind of invoke this, I don't know, dynastic... Succession as the the bigger, better, the next Bitcoin, which is a very smart thing to do, but it, it you know it also casts a lot of uh, doubt. Or you know, when people associate now, they associate that they've hurt. You know, if they came through one coin or whatever, or as this becomes a bigger and bigger story, it it does hurt Bitcoin in a way by kind of attaching itself to it.
2: Well, sure, yeah, and you know, still most of the world is not really that familiar with cryptocurrency and if they are they've maybe heard about bitcoin but certainly the majority of people have never heard about ethereum and so when someone hears about cryptocurrency their automatic reflex is to think of bitcoin and there's they've you know heard good and bad about bitcoin and then they hear about this cryptocurrency ponzi scheme called OneCoin, and they're automatically going to relate that to not an mlm scam or a ponzi or pyramid scheme but a cryptocurrency or a cryptocurrency scam or a bitcoin scam like literally like uh, and i've i've mentioned this several times that when i would tell people you know hey this is i can't believe what this you know company is doing and getting away with and they're growing so fast and um you know i'm all this what's the name of the company one coin and They would say, well, yeah, I've heard a lot of bad things about Bitcoin. I'm all, no, I'm not talking about Bitcoin. I'm talking about something totally different. This is pretending to be a cryptocurrency. It's not.
1: And that is the end of part one of this episode. Part two is going to simultaneously be released, but I decided to split these up into two one-hour podcasts each for easier consumption for the listeners so episode 59 will be part one of this interview episode two will be part two continuing the saga continuing uh the uh, presentation of clips of these individuals and this will end with a really interesting conversation around ruja's fbi wiretaps that were released and the kind of implications of the organized crime element within OneCoin. I think you guys are gonna really enjoy it. So make sure that you go and listen to episode 60 as soon as you can. Thanks for listening and we'll see you real soon.